That's the right song. It is. <laughs> <laughs> three times, three tries, and it goes. Um, after <laughs> got some Selena in the house. Uh, we have amazing, beautiful people in the house right now. Uh, yeah, we do. Hey, hey, it's just kickball. It's just kickball. Volume uh, eleven. Eleven. The one or, one. Or the once double. The, the double uno. For all those who habla, happy uh, late Cinco de Mayo for everybody. Um, hence the, the Selena. Yeah. I tried to pull the Mexican hat dance out. But, no, uh, no. They got to this Mexican. We shot down the shot blades down. of glory. Hey, Just Kickball, volume 11. We're it is back. Just Kickball. Dude, we've got Welcome some fucking back. beautiful weather out there. It's gorgeous. And it's supposed to get to 80 I do, I, tomorrow that's Friday, and, right? Friday, and Friday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday. And Saturday. Wow. Uh, wow. Sun's out. Bu- uh, uh, gun's out. Yeah. I, could, <laughs> I mean, at this point, I wouldn't fault anybody for going out there and throwing the ball around in a field. I mean. It's just, it's just, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, I love this. Is the part of the fun thing about doing the show uh, a couple times now is that like you pick up on people's like mannerisms and sayings and comfort uh-huh. like uh, words, and you've got this phrase that you Uh-oh. run to, Uh-oh. and you just say, you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I run right to it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Hey, so we got a couple things. Let's remind everybody the election's coming up. Candace Avalos is running for city council, position one. Uh, get the ballots in the mailbox by May 14th. Sounds right. And the drop box at May 19th. Perfect. That was a big one. Um, these summer workouts. Have you been seeing some people work out? So people are getting in shape. People are getting fit. I am going the opposite direction. Shirtless Ricky's got to really step his game. Honestly, I was... A little bit relieved to see that, um, you know, maybe uh, there wasn't going to be any kickball this summer because yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I have a reputation <laughs> of go. kickball, I and, and I, I am... Shirtless Ricky's a, he's, he's a beautiful man. Thank you, but yeah. I, I am not where I'd like to be at this point of the year, so... You know you who, know, listen, I gotta you know get who back is? At it. Chris Percy? Chris Percy's been killing it. He's been killing it. The videos Posting those been... Facebook uh, videos and I can't Instagram. work out like him. He's a fucking madman. I well, I can't, but but he is a madman. Um, Alex Miller, she is looking Alex is, super fit. You know, uh, there are people who just you know age extremely mm-hmm. well, and uh, Alex Miller, like a fine cheese or a wine. I'm gonna go with wine. I, 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 I'm gonna go with fine wine. Whatever, dude. It's, I meant it as a compliment. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, Alex Miller is much like cheese. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wine, much like wine. You're, you're <laughs> is, is English your second language? No, no. Um, hey, God, I got a question, Ricky. You talked to me about your uh, your fitness workouts and stuff, but uh, any, what do you think? Is there small stuff we can do to do like keep in shape? I mean, is is running really an option? Um, so, what are you thinking here? You know, you know. It, Listen, the majority of us have all uh, bought a stationary bike at some point and, 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 and not done anything yeah. with it. Guys, hopefully all of you who bought stationary bikes 
and we're just sitting on it, uh, like like having then, you know, it at the maybe house. Maybe just in case there's an apocalypse. You know, well, who knows? Yeah, this is <laughs> this is what you saved it for. This is the time. Bust it out. Peloton. Peloton, yeah, man. Peloton, man. Like you, hop on that bad boy now. You know, the funny thing is. Diddy's got a fucking stationary bike. I know. <laughs> I've actually seen her use it. She's been like on the phone with this, fucking bumping away. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. Like honestly, no seriously, but like, uh, bust out those stationary bikes. If you've got, uh, I've got a punching bag, a bo- uh, like a body mm-hmm. bag that I mm-hmm. use. Uh, um, and now that I've moved into my new apartment, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I'm I've got that in my bedroom because yeah. I had no other place to put it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, you know, spent, you know, 10 minutes on it today and, you know, hopefully I can get myself back in the bar mm-hmm. where I can feel comfortable playing kickball. I'm loving it. Uh, big shout out to Danica. D. D. She sent us a, a gift bag, man. That was super nice for a, a really sweet card. Um, she sent us a couple, uh, playing cards from what team was that was that the the horse it was the kickball team? horse kickball horse first and foremost let me tell you danica if you're listening they went right on my mirror at home you were <laughs> up there on my wall i see you when i put my clothes on so, <laughs> walk yeah that's exactly um, i think that's how he wanted it to go i don't necessarily no, know I, I think it was awesome i think i i actually yeah. am gonna push that idea on the departed i think some trading cards would be a lot of awesome. i think we should all have trading i think that's cards. a lot of That'd be amazing um, Danica, you bought me two Rattlers. They're Raspberry Rattlers. Two big thumbs up. Those were fucking delicious. Did you finish them Fuck yeah, I did. And so Michelle tells me that the bottle of champagne was for you and the two Rattlers were for me. That makes sense. That, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Ricky got a champagne for his apartment. That's fine. I was, I, yeah, I was going to tell you that I, uh, felt bad because I drank the bottle of <laughs> Prosecco. <laughs> Prosecco, Prosecco, yeah. Prosecco. Champ Dizzle. Yeah, uh, but uh, now I don't feel bad because no, you no, no. you had the Rattlers, so. No, I, yeah, uh, they were delicious. Um, big fan of the Raspberry Rattlers. Thank you very much, Danica. <sighs> what else we got? Let's see. What else we got? We've got a big episode today. We uh, do. Uh, this t- uh, we're gonna cover a big topic that's like near and dear to my heart. We're gonna get fired up. Uh, I yeah. Who doesn't? First, let me let me tell you guys this. I really, really enjoy repping. Um, I, I I I enjoy the rules. I like the nuance of the rules. Um, I feel like I do a decent job of it. Um, I I know it irks some people, and and maybe I'm a little too stiff, a little too rigid. That that might be true. But I really enjoy repping, and and repping is a great great way for me to be entertained on the sidelines and you get like the best view in the house first and foremost right i mean you get a better view than some of the people playing because you're always following the ball uh what about you rick i I, i'm a huge fan of refing um i i've been doing it basically as long as i've been playing kickball Mm -hmm. um and you know i enjoy it because i i I have a natural feel for um the game of baseball Mm -hmm. and you know softball so um it's it's I feel like there's a nuance that comes with that added experience and understanding of the game and positioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you, you, you almost learn the game a little better. I, I really do feel like it makes a big difference. And, um, you know, that's, that's some of the things that we'll get into when we talk about um, kind of, uh, you know, what it, what it means and what, what you need to be 
uh, and need to have to you know to be a good ref uh, in in kickball. So yeah, we're gonna do the pod, we're gonna do the podcast today a little bit like we've done in the past. We bring Diddy in. She asks some questions. We uh, we'll let her bring in the guest. Fine, fine, right? Diddy, boss, boss. <laughs> no, the boss. Hi, boy. Oh, the boss. <laughs> How's it going, gentlemen? The boss is in the holes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hope you guys are having a good week. Hope everybody's having a good, safe week. I'm really excited about this topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Refing 101. Yeah, and I'm going to jump right into it because I have an expert guest. Um, you all know him probably as the booper. Um, <laughs> he's also known as my roommate. Mr. James Pittman is here to give some of his expert advice. You know, if you're ever playing in a final, um, James is either playing in that game or he's refing it. So, Thought he'd be a great person to have on with us. So, Welcome, so essentially, James. nine times out of ten, he's he's refing it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> rude. Hey, I, I I have to I have to jump in. James didn't want to do personal questions, but I have to ask him one. Damn it! He hasn't even said hi. Let's do it. What's up, guys? First of all, hi guys. <laughs> no, I'm just excited. It's, about this it's one. more about eighty percent of them I'm refing. <laughs> all right, well, let's That's continue fair. on. Fair. No, no, no. I, um, I'm sorry, James. I stepped all over your dick on that one. <laughs> It's uh, easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hey-o. seriously though, because you have repped a lot of games, and I'm just curious, like, how many finals have you repped? I've never repped the final. No, I've only repped one final. I've repped one final, and it was a championship last year for OKC. I was first base side rep. I've never repped the final. How about you? Ah, uh, I can't even count them. Um, at least ten. Wow. At least. At least. That's 10. impressive. That 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 very much is really impressive. He was very high, like highly relied upon in recent time finals a lot. I know that for sure. I actually believe last summer it was a slow pitch and fast pitch championship. I was refing both of them. So. Nice. Lots of lots of experience. Yeah. You can't right. hear it, uh, but James was actually just patting himself on the back right there. <laughs> I saw it. Short um, arms that can do it. Still. <laughs> All right. I got one personal question, and he didn't want to do any, but. That's well, right. He did it. He, he, he managed to do it. You Bean asked him how many win. personal games he <laughs> From <wrapped>. downtown. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to kind of jump in because like we were talking about, I have refed uh, before. I'm not super duper comfortable with it. I've watched plenty of games. I play a lot. Um, but to be completely honest, there are some things that I want to know that you guys do because you're some of the best reps in the game. Um so number one, um, first and foremost, where, what positions do you think that you should be standing in on the field? Like, where is the best spot to stand for each different position? Because I know, number one, for the first baseline, um, you know, if you don't have anybody on the field, they say you're supposed to stand to the side. And then when people are on the field, you go into the, into the field between the first and second baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, but also as a home ref, I've never, I've never refed at, at the home base either. So when you're in, in that position, you know, where is the best place to stand body language wise to have the best view? So I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in and start. So it really, it depends on the circumstance of the situation. Um, it's, it's really about understanding who's up, what they're trying to do, what the defense is trying to do, what base runners are on. Um, there's a, a variety of, of situations that could kind of come up depending on those factors, right? So um, if it's a simple runner on first base, mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunter up, then yeah, situating yourself in, in, 
in that bet- between the first and second baseman, behind the base path, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, would probably be the best way to go. Um, you want to get yourself in a position where you can see the throw coming into first base uh, while making sure that you're paying attention to the kick because mm-hmm. you're, you still have a responsibility to determine you know, the foul ball, the knee balls, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, who, are you, who are you answering for? Are you talking about the first, uh, the, so the first base? Yeah, the field ref. The field ref, because I mean, typically you're not seeing a lot of scenarios where there's more than one field ref in a game. Right. Um, if, you, if you do have that, it's you know, in playoffs, and it, th- those are usually seasoned refs. You, you, we're not really talking to that mm-hmm. um, because they should know what they're doing. Well, and can I ask just this quick side question? We, Underdog only uses one home base right. ref. What is our feeling behind that? I just, I mean, I really don't think they can see as much as having two, obviously, but is it a huge disadvantage? So in Red Rubber, uh, uh, Underdog will actually, in, the, pl- in the playoff games, okay. um, play but with the two refs. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, there's a competitive nature to that as as well but there's also a um competition level to that it, it keeps everybody down when you have that second ref because there there's a there's a natural um conflict going on once that you know once you get into the playoffs and you start knocking teams out especially towards the end those teams get a little feisty and having that second voice in the field really settles everybody down well it depends so it like if uh if you run into a situation where you've got um a home plate ref that is actually getting getting up on his horse and yep. moving and, and following the play. You gotta be active. You you don't necessarily have to worry too much about not having another voice on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is is that in most leagues, uh, the refs are you know drinking, enjoying mm-hmm. themselves. They're they're not gonna be out there you know throwing themselves out there as much. So it's important to have that second body to. You know, have that that. Uh... What do you think, James? I can say the worst thing about being called out at second base is being called out by a an official behind home the plate. Yeah, you just yeah. can't see it. That doesn't matter if, if it's softball, if you're, it's you're... kickball. Like you have to be able to see that. And all I want that person to do, they can call me out if they want to, but they have to see it. Yeah, they have to have the, the pitcher's mound. The, they have to have the ability yeah, to see that. Yeah, so. I, I that's. That's the biggest thing. I've wrapped a lot of games where, you, where I'm the only umpire on the field. Um, and by far toughest call to make on the field at any given time when you're by yourself out at second. And the only way you do anybody justice is you get the fuck out there and you, you walk towards the pitcher's mound when you know that out's going to be at second. You've got to get out there. You yeah. know, that's the only, I mean, you don't want to get shit. Okay. Then get away from behind home plate. Yeah. And you have to be on, on the field. There's the out. You got to be there. You got to be present. You know, even if, I mean, look, I've made bad calls, I've made good calls, and, and you just walk away from them. Even if it's a bad call, you're there to make the bad call. You can't make the bad call from home plate and not expect to get shit on. You can yeah. make the yeah. bad call from the pitcher's mound, and everybody's, well, fuck, he's there. Yeah. Absolutely. That's an excellent point, and that actually brings me to my next question. What do you guys think are the three hardest calls to make? When, and when those – do you kind of anticipate those things are about to happen and position yourself in a certain way? Or, you know, another thing I always wonder about is what are you staring at when you're making these calls? Are you watching the ball? Are you mm. watching the hands? Are you watching the foot? Are you listening to – I mean, there's a lot of things happening at that time. So 
for me, even when I make that call, it comes right out the gut. I still go back and think, am I right? And mm-hmm. I just want to know what, what you guys are looking at or thinking in those times. I, th- I think it's important to not uh, listen. We all have instincts, instinctual reactions to what we saw, felt, heard. Um, the, the, the issue sometimes is that that can be clouded sometimes with your anticipated uh, reaction to uh, you, what you what you anticipate is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you can see a play develop, and in that process, kind of say, okay. This is going to be an out. Like just based on the situation, there's enough time. There's a there's a good thrower. Like you can anticipate an outcome, and a lot of times that can cloud the judgment of an official. Okay. Um. And to me, you've got to make sure that you you're patient in those moments, not anticipate an outcome, and actually allow yourself to process what you actually saw, uh, and what you heard and and and, and witnessed. Yeah. So, um really instinctual reactions be patient with them try i caution every ref not to not to just go with a, their their immediate instinct when they they hear a call or feel a call uh, or make a call um it's process the information then make the call take a beat mm-hmm. then make the call but you james what you got um i agree i mean i think the hardest call i mean it's the most consistent one you're gonna see it more and more throughout a game this is called first base. I oh, think yeah. They're always yeah. bang, bang. Yep. They're always going to be that way. You're looking for the runner to go to the right. You're looking for the runner right. to touch before there's contact. Is there a bobble? What, what's going on? Interference. What is going on there? And that is the most difficult call, in my opinion. And like Ricky said, um, you got to watch for everything. I mean, it, it's really hard. And it is a lot better to take your time to call an out rather than put your hands in a safe position and then move them to an out. Once you put doubt in either the offensive or the defensive mm-hmm. people's mind, they're going to attack you and you're not going to have a chance. So the, the interesting thing on that is I feel like there's a little bit of shame, which it, it shouldn't exist, when you, mm-hmm. w- when you have a tight play. And you got any walk toward the other umpire and be like, hey, what'd you see? And that's the biggest, that's like the, that right there is the most frustrating thing for me as a player. When, when you, look, I, I'm hard on refs. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm hard on refs. Okay. Cause I, you know, cause it, it, I expect them to do their job. That's really my, my thought process. They expect you to do your job. Um, and I, and I really, really bothers me when there's, when there's that, no, I made the call. No, no, look, just do me the favor and go ask the other guy, hey, you, you, let me be clear. I'm hard on you, and I know you're unsure about the call. If you just go ask the other umpire, I'll leave you alone. You know? My proudest moment in refing a game was um, an OKC championship game, uh, not this immediate last season, but the season before that. Steve-O, Steve-O and I uh, refed the game, and he and I had three or four moments Mm -hmm. in the game where we conferred Mm -hmm. and we had absolutely, there was no, like, I'm, there shouldn't be any shame. There shouldn't be any, uh, any, uh, you know, negative uh, perception of uh, a referee who's willing to take the time to make sure that they made the right call. Made the right call because ultimately what it's about is the the players getting to 
play the game and have the game the, the players determine the outcome, not the rest. Right. Absolutely. So 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 what I'm hearing is we don't the, the hardest calls are plays at one. Mm-hmm. Plays at two for only a home base ref yeah. are incredibly difficult. And what's what is probably the third hardest one? I for me it was or at least, all right. So the, the the hardest play for me was um, a play at home um, because oftentimes when you, there's a play at home, you're not necessarily anticipating. You know, like where you you're gonna have to respond because you're watching the play develop and you're not understanding. Okay, I've got to, the throws coming in from this way. It's happening in real it's, time. Yeah, it's happening in real time. You can't you can't really react the way that you would want to to get out in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a play that I I missed completely because miss I didn't miss completely. I I, I missed the right angle on the throw. Apparently the, the it was a it was a game against bad company it was bad company in ISIS mm-hmm. and it was probably the most challenging game that I've ever uh, refed and I was a home uh, base ref for and they were on me all game long mm-hmm. they're already very yeah they're already uh, you know very very mouthy teams they're you know good good competitors um, they they play games against each other and. Um, I there was a play at home and I was in the wrong position to make to make the call. I did not see the ball hit off the runner. Yeah. Because of the angle, it looked like the ball hit the grass and it didn't hit the runner. Mm-hmm. But home plate's a tough one. You as the umpire, um, it it is like we talked about where uh, you have to watch the plays develop and um, it's it's very difficult because the. The catcher or the pitcher, whoever is going to be defending first base, has every right to be on, not necessarily on top of the bag, yeah. like not definitely not in front of the bag, definitely not any way impeding the base runner to get in there, but they have every right to put their foot on the bag and be in the field of play, not towards third base side, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean that's where you want to be. You want to be out there to grab the ball in front of the bag to you know. Right. Um, so as in, in and collisions, yeah, to get out of the way of collisions, as you were trying to be safe, right? Um, but as the umpire, your natural instinct is to swing towards first base side, but that's the side that the catcher is swinging towards. So you know it's already going to be um, you're going to go against your instincts because you want to get closer to the play and get a better angle on it, but you're swinging into the field of play where the catcher is going to be swinging into, and you know, there's really no better way to get there because if you're going towards third base side and then you're going away from the, all the action, it's a, it's a, that's a tough spot to be. Yeah, and that play from from uh, mm-hmm. coming from the outfield into home is you're completely out of position yep. because you're on the other side, kind of anticipating the other thing to happen. Right. Yeah. So it's it was really, again, any of these you know circumstances you kind of uh, learn from you you know you know. Take the experience and and make yourself better from it. I find and and look, the reality is the way you bail yourself out of that situation is you go and talk to the other yeah. ref. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Reese's time, Waka does Waka do two refs? Uh, you know, Waka does do. Okay, two Reese's refs time, Waka part. and OKC all do two refs. And look, if you if you're not providing two refs, you're failing as the league. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut you any slack. <laughs> Dude, straight straight to that. No, you I'm suck. Not, you do. I mean, look, uh, you pay you you pay less for underdog, and underdog provides one less. You know that going through. Yeah. Right. You you pay more, and you are told you're gonna have two refs. You don't provide two refs. I'm fucking pissed. But in fairness, underdog pays their refs. Just because you pay a ref doesn't mean they are more qualified than no no, 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 absolutely. no, no absolutely and I, I would say that it doesn't make up detract from like no, having no. two refs available sure, two, sure. Ref, two refs is by far the most yeah. but it look tough call like that go get bailed out yeah. go talk to your other go talk to your other your other ref well it, my question about this too is like i see Pittman ref at home plate by himself a lot mm-hmm. so that takes that opportunity so nobody wants right to ref with Pittman. well that gets it <laughs> <laughs> i don't even want to ref with me <laughs> Well, You're bingling me. Are we all still taking shots at Pittman? Hey, uh, take, yeah, Pittman. Take, take but, turns. you know, for you, is the best, like, if you have to ref by yourself, basically, are you just kind of standing behind home plate, and then as soon as, as soon that. as the, as soon as the ball is on the field, you push yourself up onto the field? Yeah, start tracking the ball. Uh, as, as soon as Follow that person, as, as soon as that person bunts, I'm running up first base, yep, and I'm making it. that call at first base. Even if there's going to be a runner going to third, and they may throw that ball to third base, I'm following what the proactive situation yeah. is there. If they're bound up one, you follow it. If it's a play at home, you get your ass back there. You look as best you can. But you, you move around, wherever the play is. You just move and you see the ball. And you, A lot of Ricky talks about, about softball and baseball. I grew up playing those sports. Mm-hmm. I, it's natural for me to know what is happening, what the situation is. If it's a game tying or a game winning run, you probably focus a little more at home. You, you want to see that. You want to see where the outs are. By the way, he picked, he brought this point up, which is, which I I don't think it really matters. It doesn't matter if you're refing with one or two players. Be active. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Be active. You got two umpires. You both should be active. If if you've got a palm tree or, or you know a weed growing out there, that's that's you. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's I, you. You're standing out there. You know, move. Yeah. Help us out here. I absolutely 110 percent agree with you because uh, you know, again, it's about having you know validation mm-hmm. and and you know eyes that can correspond with the the, the other right. party. And say, okay, this is what I saw too. Mm-hmm. And the closer you are to the play, the easier you are. Uh, you, it, it'll be to be able to kind of make that call and agree with it. Um, however, obviously, if you're all by yourself out there, it's imperative. Yeah. You, you're gonna uh, like really eliminate mm-hmm. any sort of uh, negative reaction from the other team mm-hmm. if you're out there hustling because mm-hmm. at least they know you're trying yeah right? and that makes the world a difference that is an excellent point of like as long as you're showing effort they know that like you're really you really give a crap yeah right. like you're not gonna like call a bad call for fun like you're really hustling and right. doing the right you're thing. trying to get yourself in the right position and make the right call and that matters mm-hmm. to people so well and that's another reason why i wanted to talk about those kinds of things because i think half the time these people are just in the wrong places because they don't know yeah, yeah, that is very. That's I think very it's true. true. I think the other half of the time, people are in the wrong places because they, they probably had too much to drink. Well, that actually brings me <laughs> to, my, to my next portion. I'm so glad you brought that up because we talked about three things um, that would make you better at refing, and I actually think that you guys maybe disagreed on a few of these things. But Sweet. I kind of want to open it up for discussion, and let's talk about the first one. Um, Laser Beam, you talked about situational awareness. Yeah. Expunge on that. Um, look. Is that the right term? Anyway. Yeah, no, no, very much so. <laughs> look, if you're the home plate umpire, okay, or the field rep, okay, it doesn't matter which, 
Could you just remember how many outs there are? Oi. <laughs> right? Look, I mean, like, just like uh, the count, uh, I'm not going to hold that one too far against you because, you know, oftentimes, you know, it's fast pitch, maybe I got to hold you that one, hold you a little stiffer. Yeah. Uh, slow pitch, usually the ball gets put in play within three pitches. But could you just remember how many outs there are? That is, I'm no different. I no. failed at this one too. Like, all right, three outs. Everybody's looking at you. Like, you fucking dork. What are you talking about? Like, I ain't walking off this field. You know, um, that's a tough one. I'm going to stick with that one first go. Can you please remember I'm how many outs so there are? I'm so bad at it, too, though. It's it's such a weird thing because it's, when you're playing, you care. Mm-hmm. So you really know. But when you're refing, everybody's just going back and forth, and it's really easy to lose track. You're almost so. following along to the game yourself. Yeah, yeah. yes. I'm like, ooh, and then I realize I have to make a call and put my popcorn down. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's great. That is something that does happen a lot. But I think when it does happen, it's kind of a funny thing where like the ref's like, whoops, my bad. Holy crap. And like people usually agree. I don't know if I see it often where there's a huge ordeal or issue. I'm sure, knock on wood, I'm sure it's happened and it will happen again, but it's kind of funny that we all are just like, well, everybody's drinking, so we're going to forget. <laughs> Which takes me to the next one. We talked about the fact that you should probably drink less yes. as a ref. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to you on this one, James, because I think like you, because you deal with a lot of the final games, I'm sure by the end of the day, the, the people that you're refing with have probably drank a bit. And I feel like that's when you end up refing by yourself a lot is by end of the day or end of the tournament when everybody has drank too much and they're just not doing what they need you to. you trying to find the most sober ref? <laughs> I would say at the end of the tournament, we usually do our best to put the most competent and the most sober people in there to ref the games. Um, I think they do a good job at that. Um, I do remember a situation last fall or spring where there was one first base umpire that was beyond wasted Mm -hmm. um and he was removed from that game Mm -hmm. and that was the right call Mm -hmm. you might not like that in that situation Mm -hmm. but if you cannot perform the duties that you've been asked to do that you volunteer to do um that the league needs you to do to be successful then you need to be out of there and there's really no excuse to drink too much and ref if you drink too much just don't ref Yeah, I think that's something that I kind of think about, too. It's like, just bow out. You know, it's okay to say I drank too much. I'm not going to be very good at this. Like, Mm -hmm. really sorry. I think what ends up happening in in most cases in those situations, instead of bowing out or acknowledging, they hide them at first base. Yeah. And they think that that's somehow okay because it's not a difficult... Don't worry, don't worry. But again, as we discussed earlier on, I think the most contested calls probably happen at first. Yeah. Um, so and and and, I, and again, for me as a home ref, I I need that first base ref to be mindful of knee balls, foul balls, because I encroachment encroachment. Yeah. I'd love to be able to say that I can see it all from behind home plate, but I can't. Right. So um, yeah, no. I, I instead of having that first base ref be um, uh, someone that you're hiding. Well, and it goes back too to like, yes, you want an extra set of eyes, but if those eyes are blurry, how good are those yeah, eyes? Right. You know, do you, you know, it's it's nice to have a second set and another opinion, but if they're really drunk, it, it's not it's not really a second opinion, right. truthfully. Okay, James, how many beers a game? Ooh. They offer you. I mean, you're the ref. They offer you a beer. They always do. Okay. Do you take the third beer? 
Because you know I'm taking the second beer. You know I'm taking <laughs> there's, the second There's no doubt about the second beer. Right. There's no, nobody know where you're going to just... Don't even it. ask Don't even about ask about the second, second beer. One. I mean, at this point, is it 90 degrees? Are we drinking IPAs? Are we drinking right. Rainier? Do, I mean, do you take the third beer? Um, you take it, but, you know, like like you would at a bar, pour it over your shoulder if you have to. It's all, it's all how you feel. If you feel like you're not a bit, not able to make those calls and see clearly, then stop drinking the beers. So uh, you, you heard it here. Uh, Pittman would throw a beer away <laughs> yeah, rather the, than drink it, um, but he'd right? still take the beer. You yeah. so, first. So, you know. The reality is you only give Pittman one beer for now yeah. on. You don't know what he'll you do for the second one. You can't trust him. He's wasting beer. Them. I'm fine with that. Him. Just make it a good beer, guys. <laughs> I always give him beers. I can't help him. Look how cute he is. I mean, come on. Um, so that actually brings me to the very last thing I wanted to ask you guys about um, from from my own end. Those a third. Those a third. Um, you got it? This is it? Yeah, this right. is the third one. Don't fraternize. Laser Beam said don't fraternize with the, the people that are playing. Um I think Ricky maybe disagreed a little bit. I absolutely disagree. Pittman, what do you think about that? And then I want to hear what, why you guys disagree on that. So let's hear what. No, no, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about the not fraternizing. So, so Chris, uh, Beam, how about you tell us a little bit about why you feel like it's important that people don't fraternize. Okay. As Um, as refs. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I, I don't mean to jump the gun here. I think Pittman had something to say, but I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Um, <laughs> look, uh, the reality is, well, let's, let's say you're let's say you're you're playing a competitive game, okay? And and, and j- this is just uh, how, how, let, let me make it very clear. I think a lot of people know me. They they, they know really the, the the who the who I am as a person, and and I can only do things. Kind of the, the same way. It's, it's really how I function as a person. I do them the same way. Um, I'm very consistent, and I choose to be that way. And, and what I'm getting at is that um, if I go in the game and I was to change who I am, and uh, fuck, I'm just fucking this up. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the point is, if it's going to be a competitive game, I don't want to go out there and drink three beer or drink a beer or, or high five anybody and tell them how great they're doing, because it's not going to really do me any favors on the field with the other team. The other team's just going to look at me and think mm-hmm. I'm being biased towards them because that's my homie out there playing on the other team. It, it doesn't do me any favors. I just need to go out there, do my job as the umpire, and give everybody a fair game. The other, If a team gets a call that goes against them, they're going to instantly say, well, that's your homie out there. That's why I was out. No, that's not why you're out. You're out because you're out. But but that doesn't that doesn't matter to them. Toss that little bit of doubt. Exactly, and it doesn't matter to anybody. So just yeah. don't deal with it. Look, it's it's one hour of your time. You just been out there and you go out there and do your job and and you, you call the game. You call the game. You don't need out there and go out there and chill with anybody. Well, my other question is because that makes complete and total sense, and I 100% agree with that. If we're talking about like tournament day or the finals, but I think. Sometimes, at least with me, um, I sub with a lot of teams, so I'll be out there and I'll be giving off with one side just like the other if it's just a regular old day and not a super intense game. But is that any different for you, or do you always like to keep it? Don't fraternize and, and. So I guess that's I guess that's that's really where I was going with it. Look, if you're home plate ref, stay around home plate. Mm-hmm. If you're the first base ref, stay around first base. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to talk to the first baseman? Of course you are. Are you going to talk to the first base coach? Of course you are. Are you going to bullshit with people? Of course you are. Mm-hmm. But you don't leave first base side and go to the 
team's dugout and go cheers a beer and take a jello shot. Yeah. That's not, that's not, you're not there to do that. I and mean, you could do that after the game. Right. I guess that's where I'm going with that is, you know. So you, the amount of fraternization. Yeah. The line. Are you going to talk to him? Of course you are. But you're not going to go out there and, and, and go, hey, buddy, what's up? Right. No, stay behind home plate. You, you got somebody to say, go talk to the, the first base ref. Go talk sense. to the home plate ref. What you got, Ricky? Yeah, no, so no, no, I'm, I'm going to uh, Pittman jump in. Well, first of all, I don't think either team is doing their job of providing beers to the ref if you have to go over there. <laughs> I should be able to stand at home plate and have beers delivered to Matter me. Matter of fact, I'm not going to start the, the game until I fucking have a beer okay. man, all right? So, so there's right our, the there's <laughs> our first problem. Um, I have turned down so many high fives as a home plate and a first base ref. See? Uh, I know everybody in this league for the most part. All the leagues. Right. I, I know a lot of people. I'm closer with some. I'm less close with others. Mm-hmm. But... When I'm refing, I want my calls to be 100% legit, mm-hmm. 100% what I see and what I feel and what I hear. And that's all that matters. So um, I agree. The friendship, it, it doesn't work if you're buddy-buddy mm-hmm. with somebody, if you're like – but I would say it's more on the captains and the other teams to make sure that they don't do that. Like it is hard as a ref, as a person, as a friend to turn down those high fives sometimes. Yep. You don't want to do it. I am pretty comfortable saying, hey – can't do that right now. Even if it's a pretty girl, I'll be like, "Hey, can't really." That's a lie. Can't really, hi- can't really high five you right now because you know that kind of looks bad. And it's about looks and it's about. It's okay to be good play, it, solid play. It's okay yeah, to say no, that stuff. It's great to say you you see a good play on a kickball field, you want to be like, "Fuck, man, Chris, that was a beautiful catch at home, and right. that tag was like on point. You got that. Like that happens one out of ten times. Perfect job. That's perfect. That's yeah. okay. But don't go beyond that. No. Yeah. <sighs> oh, all right. So okay. here's the thing. So I, I, <laughs> Destroy I am, the argument, Rick. Frustration. I, have, I am so far on the other side, and here's the reason: is that, mm-hmm. and what's funny is that you kind of made my argument for me. In you are who you are, and you don't change who you are because of anything, right? So like, I am. I'm sorry. But happy-go-lucky, Mr. Friendly, I am always going to be the same person at all times. And I have a hard time modifying that behavior and nature just because I'm, I'm being a referee. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's any, the, first, the, the people that I rub the, the, the wrong way typically are people that I have not known very much or don't know me very well and haven't had enough exposure to me to understand that that's just the way that I am. So I would probably, I would point to one of the first times that you and I ever interacted on a kickball field was for Waka. Mm -hmm. And I was refing a game that you were playing as the departed when you guys brought the departed to waka that year yeah and it was a spring season and i was refing one of your games and terrible ref and (laughs) and you you were complaining about everything that i was doing because i was doing it all wrong apparently (laughs) um (laughs) you were fraternizing yeah yeah there it is that's there it is that's the point i'm making you know like but instantly if like we didn't know each other then right correct i didn't know who you were but i knew you're out there kicking it with your homies uh high-fiving people's being friendly and let's just say i get one bad call let's just say i get two bad calls let's say it's a third bad call 
Now it's like you feel like it's against yeah, you. Yeah, now I feel like it's against me. And like you don't and, and look, um, at that point you didn't know us from Waka. I mean, you knew a couple of players, you knew Peter Andre, but you didn't know us when we went to Waka and that happens. I mean, look, there's probably quite a few underdog teams that play on a fucking Thursday night that you don't know because you don't play Thursday nights, or you know, whatever night of the week it is. Um but and, and they're and they're not going to know that, that, that one bad call or two bad calls wasn't against them. It was but they're but they're not gonna they're gonna only see that you're out there. Hey, what's up? You know, so mm-hmm. and so. But but I, again, hold on. I, I'm sorry to say okay. Trump, but like, but it's a perception of a bad call, right? So again, your opinion is your opinion, and that's cool. You're entitled to it. But I'm still me, and I am still calling what I I see it. And I think at this point now, because you've you know who I am, regardless. I, that's just how I interact with people, whether I know them or not. I am just being right. myself. I think that the point of what he's saying, though, is he behaves that way more for the players than for himself. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because he doesn't want people on the other teams getting hot or heated about anything. So I understand what you're saying, because that's how I ref too. But that's why I don't ref super intense games, because... Uh, it's just a different feeling for me. Like, like you guys do intense games and you're experts in it. And so when he says don't fraternize, he's not. I, I'm getting that you're not saying that because like you don't want to have fun and mm-hmm. tell people good job. It keeps everything yep. organized and everybody under control. Keeps. And you know James is the same way on the field. He likes to keep everybody calm, everybody controlled. He is the one that is you know taking care of the game. And even when people start to argue with any of you guys on the field, you pretty much shut it down very quickly and confidently. And, like, that's just kind of one of the things that I, I want that in me as a ref that I don't know if I'll ever have. That's so true right there, what you just said. There's a level of confidence you have to have with the call, good and bad. Because, mm-hmm. look, I you have to accept you're going to make bad calls. And when you make a bad call and you go convert with a umpire and they say, hey, you made a bad call, you go accept it. You go accept it confidently, mm-hmm. right? It's it's about the level of confidence, right? And when, when I'm talking about fraternizing, it's not my experience that I care care about. Right. It's not my yeah. I don't care about my my experience. It's, it's really not my, I'm not on the field for my experience. It's really you're on if, as the umpire as the field ref. You're on the experience for the players on the field. So when I talk about fraternizing and, and you're, you're you're totally fair, you can be totally fair and say hey, but these are my friends. I'm not going to change who I am. Well, that's totally cool. You don't have to change who you are, but it's not your experience and you. You might be affecting somebody else's experience, and what you're saying is you don't care. No, what I'm saying is that um, I'm I'm not going to change how I react and, and am as a human being because someone perceives what I'm doing as being wrong. Well, and I just do want to say this really quickly that I I don't think it changes how well you call a game. No, correct. At all. No. So like it just it just changes how how you're able to control the people on the field right. maybe, but maybe you're able to control them better because you're friendly with all of them. It's just, it's different for you. It works because you try to keep a tight ship mm-hmm. for you. It works because you try to keep it light and fluffy. It's, it's just different for everybody, but you know, I think they're, it works in different ways for different people. I don't know. Do you feel the same way or with different people? Everything works differently. Um, let's say booze on first, a team that's been around forever. Is playing the Virgins on third, a newer team. Mm-hmm. 
I am a ref there. I've known these people forever. These people are new. It is important for the people that are new to this league to understand that they are not being picked on, picked on, or having rules that they don't know mm-hmm. go against them because they haven't been in this league forever, not in part of that culture in that club. That's a really that they, point. They, they have to earn their way in that club is what it feels like. So Virgins on third, they're coming in, and they're brand new, and you call a close play, they're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. They're going to be angry. They're like, what is going on here? It is very important that they see a neutral person there mm-hmm. who can be like, hey. The big one. And then that's where you talk to them as well. That's where you're like, hey, the reason you're out is because, hey, James likes to call you. If you go left off first base, you're out. Because if you go towards second, you're out. Um, that's a new rule to them. They don't understand that. They don't know that. You're The other team that you've known for years, they know that. And that's why it's important not to just go hang out with booze on first and get a beer from booze on first every time. Right. Like if you're going to get a beer, go get a beer from booze on first, then go get a beer from versions on third and be like, Hey guys, I'm James. I'm refing you. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the league. Absolutely. Also, versions on third are awesome, and they are super <laughs> fun. They slap in a bag. Um, I love that team so much. They are super duper duper fun to play with. Um, if you see them, go talk to them and hang yeah. out with them. They are lovely and wonderful, and they also bring a lot to this to got, all the leagues. Do we got time for two questions? I think we got time for two questions. We're okay. getting close, but let's let's get sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No. I, I uh, I'll tell you what bothers me. First one question: As a ref, what bothers you? Uh, James? Captains and teams, they can't keep their comments to themselves, to be honest. That's a good one. I, 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 the one thing that I wish I could do a better job at is control the game by giving red cards and yellow cards. Mm. Um, I think it's a very important thing to do. Um, people running their mouths change the game so much. It, between each team, it puts con- uh, conflict. conflict between those two and conflict between you and them. And it's, yeah. It just doesn't make it fun for anybody, and allowing people to continue to do that is not a good thing. That's um, tough. Uh, it's tough when you've been doing this for a long time. You know who can get away with a little bit more, and who like they're not. Who needs a longer leash? Who needs a leash? Who needs a longer leash? Like it, it's crazy, but um, honestly, it, it's it's tough to hear the comments of people that are just volunteering. All right, one more question for you, James. This is this is the one I have difficulty with. Uh, like you guys just heard me and Ricky, right? Uh, because this is it, as I am a rigid person as a ref. How do you find a balance between being fair and fun? That's a great question. That's a very and difficult I'll tell question. you. Let me answer you mine. Um, I'm I'm pragmatic. I like to just do it the same way because it's it's easier. I, I, I did it this way the last 50 games. I'm going to do it this way the next 50 games. And, like, everybody just knows what I'm going to do. Routine creates. It's, I'm super know. routine-ish, um, especially on the field. I, you know, I'm, hey, game time. Where are you? I don't I don't have any problems. I'm very forward. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't lead to a lot of fun games for some teams. You're out there for fun. And, and I know I need to work on that. What, what do you think, bud? Like, I... Fair and fun is a really hard one. As as a ref, I mean, as somebody who has been in that position, like I, I know I call the games fair, um, and I want people to have fun. Fun is number one. That's why we're all here. We right. we don't come to kickball. I mean, some of us do just to win. Like I mean, <laughs> it happens. But we're we're all actually here for fun. Like we even if that fun is enjoying winning, sure. it's still fun. We're we're here yeah. for fun. So at the end of the day, making the right calls is how everybody has fun and communicating with the teams is the way everybody has fun and being fair and 
asserting yourself if you need to and being unassertive. I kind of see it as like uh, do it. being fair is like the route for everybody. Like if you're fair, everybody has fun. Being you know? fair is the way to have fun. Yeah. Nobody is not going to have fun playing kickball if they are having a fair opportunity to win the game. Right. I mean, all right, so wait, wait, wait. So, like, if a, if a ref's just making shitty calls and they're consistently shitty, it's still not necessarily as fun. No, that's a, that's def that's that's a definite. Well, but my my point is that like it's it's not it, to me it's not necessarily about fair as much as it is about uh, good fair. Like it it can't just be it can't just be equal to both sides. If if both people are both teams are getting bad calls being made on them. It's not going to be a, a good experience. It's about letting the game, the players, di- uh, dictate the outcome outcome of the game. So is that how you find the balance between being fair and fun? Yes. Ma- make sure that that it's about the players making, uh, having the result of the game be about them and not about the refs. I I would hope that anybody that refs in any of the leagues is qualified to do so, and that will make it the most fair and the most fun for right. everybody. Right. Agreed. I agree. All right. So that it? That was what? Ten questions? That was great. Yeah, pretty good. Not yeah. bad for us, you know? Yeah, well, I knew this was going to run long. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. It's just, well, it once always we get does. chatting, what are we supposed I to do? Well, I, I wanted, it's not just about chatting uh, about any subject. It's about probably one of the most contested oh, yeah. topics Keep reffing? in kickball. Everybody lights up when it comes up reffing. It gives me so much anxiety. Let me tell you how wrong you were. <laughs> I'm going to throw my hat right now. Yeah. First of all, it's a clipboard, and everybody knows. <laughs> hey, that's uh, episode 11. Episode 11, guys. Uh, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you go do something nice for uh, a mother out there? Call your mom. Go there and buy a goddamn card. Pick some flowers. Yeah. Um, Next year, Mother's Day on the 10th. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to J-Lo. <laughs> J-Lo in the house. God, oh my God, I get so many Mother's, uh, not Mother's Day, uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo, Puerto Rican jokes. It's, it's so great. I love anyway, you, Ma. I love you guys. Have a great, uh, great day. Be, be safe out there.